0: day, February 22nd, and it is a great day to make some money and, of course, be just a little bit better than yesterday. In our daily financial news, before we jump in, one or two quick reminders. First and foremost, I did an interview yesterday with a new real estate investor that really broke down how he is leveraging my real estate challenge. There is a playlist on this channel that is free, that really takes a new investor and starts to establish the framework for learning your market. And as you will see in that interview with Sam, he was doing the work, he was documenting the process, and he will be. And he was evolving as he went through it. For those of you who have been watching the channel for a while and asking about Jimbo, my nearly 16-year-old shih tzu, he is a uh, Sleeping, he's still with us. Uh, it was another rough morning up at 3 a.m. Not sure where this is going to go in the near term, but as of this morning, he is still with us. Uh, as we look at the daily financial news, there are a couple of things that jump out at me. First and foremost, looking back over you know, mortgage rates, long term rates, savings rates, it is clear we have been in a 40 year decline. Could rates go lower? Anything is possible, I suppose, although I would guess the betting is not likely. Inflection points in anything are hard to identify, but if you can, they are important. Interest rates on mortgages, savings, things of that nature, we could be seeing an uptick. The 10-year treasury uh, is up quite a bit. I think I've noted it here. Uh, It was at 1.38 this morning, up three hundredths of a point uh, this morning. It's up almost half a point this year, right? which puts it up about 50%. Uh, Again, we are quickly approaching last year's high. And given what I see out there, I don't know why it doesn't breach 1.5 in the next six to eight weeks. We have commodities up. Oil. I think it, uh, who was it? Goldman Sachs just raised the barrel of oil to $72. It's in the 60s today. We have lumber being forecast to be up another 35%. It will be interesting to see what uh, the housing stocks do with that information toll brothers reports this week so it will be interesting as i said yesterday to see that and you know we have more spending coming it is very clear that the powers that be want to spend 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 this is going to have unintended consequences without question and you know, I don't know where it's going to go, but I do think people are going to want rates to go up. It'll be too much, too much dollars chasing too few goods, the classic definition of inflation. I believe Jerome Powell, starting with his talks tomorrow and the next day, he will do his best to talk it down. I believe the Fed has enough tools in their arsenal to beat rates down for the short term but I believe it will be like a champagne cork that once they lose it, it explodes higher. Uh, If you haven't read about what George Soros did to the Bank of England, God, that must have been 20 years ago. That's what I think is going to happen to the Fed in interest rates. The short story, as I recall from reading it, uh, George Soros took a position against uh, the UK currency. And the Bank of England was fighting it tooth and nail. And ultimately, the Bank of England cried, uncle, devalued the currency. And George Soros made a billion dollars. A billion, like a billion dollars when a billion dollars was a billion dollars. That sounded funny to say. But hopefully you know what I mean. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think Powell and the powers that be will keep rates down. They will fight it. They will fight it. It will be like the taper tantrum I talked about yesterday, which I think was in 2013. They can fight it for a while, but ultimately, the market will win. The market will win, and I'm just curious what happens from there. Again, they're going to talk about unemployment long-term. They're going to talk about um, we need to keep rates low, and there's no plan to raise rates for years to come. I think the market's going to call BS on that very quickly. Don't know if you saw this the other day, but one of the outcomes of the GameStop, Robin Hood, Citadel kind of parade in front of Congress. <laughs> this stuff's hard to make up. Congress is now thinking about, you know what? Why don't we establish a tax on stock trading? That will fix the mania from last time. Really, we're going to tax stock trading which you know the retail investor was just coming in because you want to stop the mania that's that's your answer is tax they're talking about a 1.01 percent tax on transactions generating nearly a trillion dollars over a decade 777 billion dollars in a decade you can't make this stuff up you just can't, but you know maybe uh, maybe a tax on high frequency trading or something like that could make sense, but to tax all stock trades when we just got down to zero dollars for retail investors would be interesting. A couple of earnings came out that we want to talk about first dish, kind of that satellite TV. Uh, I think it is interesting uh, that they beat top and bottom, but more importantly, they seem to celebrate. Losing only 133 customers, or I'm sorry, 133,000 customers that was celebrated in their earnings. So, clearly, a business that is dying is just dying slower. It just seemed like an odd thing to report. Uh, next up, Discovery Communications they beat top and bottom, uh, they have entered the streaming wars and they are looking at having 12 million subscribers. By the end of the month, Uh, there is a financial deal in the works. People's United Financial is being bought by M&T Bank for $7.6 billion all stock. Again, I think acquisitions go up the first half of this year. Companies are going to look to buy growth. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a lot of talk this morning about Tesla making more money in Bitcoin than they've ever made selling cars. I think that's funny. Uh, Tesla makes money with green credits and Bitcoin, but not from selling cars. Go figure. Kohl's uh, private equity uh, company has taken a 9.5% stake in the company. It is the same private equity group who took an interest in Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, They are obviously looking for board seats and to push Kohl's and Bed Bath & Beyond to restructure and do things differently. I thought the most interesting thing I read this morning of of everything was actually a pretty short article. It was about a company named Tapestry. Think luxury purses. What I saw today is what I had been waiting for. People are uh, anxious to spend and this was the first upgrade of a luxury brand. Luxury has um, in many places suffered we talked about the revenge spending in China nearly nine months ago. It seems like people are starting to realize that in the US and in Europe, we could be set up for same behavior very shortly. I expect more upgrades of luxury retailers. This is the first one I have seen. I think it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if they are a quarter early, but who knows? Again, Tapestry uh, being upgraded because uh, revenge spending or the retail investor getting ready to go shopping. I thought that was of everything I read this morning was the most interesting and kind of different than everything I've been reading the last nine to 12 months. It's, it's when I read something different that clicks like something is changing. And again, I've been saying we're close to the end of this dark tunnel. That light is ahead of us. I think an upgrade of a luxury retailer or a luxury brand, I guess I should say, luxury brand is telling that, yes, we might be coming out the other side. As I talked about earlier, lumber is being forecast to rise another 35%. I just wonder what is that going to do to new home prices, new home building, and ultimately, yes, existing home sales. I believe what happens is prices go up on new homes, I think more importantly, builders slow down. Pulte Homes gave us the game plan 90 days ago. They said, we're slowing down. We are simply not going to build as many homes in an environment where lumber is this oddly expensive. I expect more public builders to do the same. So that just means with more, or I'm sorry, less new homes. It just means existing home sales get another bid, more interest. And once again, people like Ken McElroy calling for a crash aren't, they're just not single family investors and certainly haven't been doing it 20 years. There's no crash coming this year. Uh, last thing to talk about again is a worldwide economy. Uh, it looks like the UK and Germany are both ratcheting back their lockdowns. They are going to start relaxing that, which again will mean more, you know, transactions and currency and more stuff going on. Again, folks, I think we are to the end of this. Uh, I want to call attention to an interview with my student yesterday who was doing the work. If you're interested in real estate investing and you have some time, I have a challenge on a playlist on this channel. I think it's called the 75 Day Hard Real Estate Challenge. Take a look, it's free, it not cost you anything except time. Uh, it's a great place to start. And of course, if you want to be part of my group, the Facebook group. You need to buy the course, How to Get Started, One Rental at a Time, link below. Have a wonderful day. I got uh, Greg Dickerson here shortly, uh, followed by uh, my estate attorney later. So A couple of great interviews later today. I want you to have a wonderful day. It's a great day to make some money and be better than yesterday. Bye-bye.